Welcome back to the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. Oh, it's so great to have you guys with us today. Well, this is episode 46, and we are just coming off an incredible week of vacation, aren't we, Trev? It was so amazing. <laughs> I am glad that we planned it, like, what, nine months ago? Yes. Uh, even though it's winter right now, we went so far south to Florida that oh, it was like 80 degrees every it. day. We spent seven nights and eight days in beautiful Hollywood Beach, Florida with all of our kids and our two new grandkids, which was phenomenal. It was incredible. Lots of hugs and yes, kisses. Yes, <laughs> we laughed and cooked and played lots of games around the table, tons of walks. Went to the beach, ate lots of food, and we got plenty of hugs and cuddles from our grandkids. And then, honestly, that one, the last day there, we had a fun sunrise photo shoot with our entire family. Yeah. Um, and the pictures turned out amazing, so we were able to capture some of the moments together. Yeah. And I, I like waking up early, as you do, Don, but I never realized, like, a sunrise photo shoot on the beach oh, overlooking the ocean. I never realized it would be that amazing. It was so it fun. It was so cool. It looked like heaven. Yes. Yeah, so the pictures turned out so good. Well, family time and vacations are the best, but they are so needed and important yeah important to us for sure well hey guys we wanted to say thank you to all of you that listen on a regular basis that's you guys uh we were excited last week to hit the milestone of over eight thousand downloads yes incredible that's crazy (laughs) uh that's just awesome that you guys are so engaged and listening and sharing with your friends and your family Obviously, we can't do that without you. That milestone, that goal that we hit is all because of you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) A listener shout out to all of you, all 8,000 who downloaded this podcast. Hey, just a reminder, Verbalocity, uh, Seven Steps to a Verbally Generous and More Fulfilling Marriage. Our new book that launched just recently is on Amazon. And again, it's a short, quick read to encourage couples to be verbally verbally generous with their words. Uh, you can go ahead and order that on Amazon, but order a copy for your husband, your wife, go through it together, but maybe even order one as a gift for somebody else. Well, last week we introduced you to the concept of the communication switch, probably, you know, introducing you to something you hadn't heard of before. It was part one of a three-week series. We explained to everyone what the communication switch is. So this week is part two, and we're going to talk to you about why the communication switch is important. And next week, we're going to finish up the series at part three with how does the communication switch work? Yeah. And I, I just want to encourage you, you know, this might be as you listen to last week and then listen to this week's, you might be like, okay, what is the communication switch? What is Travis and Don trying to communicate with this tool about how it can be helpful to couples? And I want to encourage you just hang in there. Yeah. We're really trying to describe it, unpack it. And next week, we're going to tell you exactly how to use the communication switch. So before we begin, we just want to do a quick recap of last week when we shared the idea of what is the communication switch. The concept behind the communication switch for us is actually twofold. It's first is we want to have two-way communication flowing without the anger, frustration, and highly charged emotions that can come when a couple has hit a gridlock 
on an issue. And we've done that many times. Yeah. And it can even be in reverse where it's just a complete shutdown and there's no communication, which is another form of emotion, really, withdrawal. We also want communication to be productive and to yield helpful results. Because why communicate if it's not helpful, if it's just, you know, causing a lot of conflict or destroying your, your marriage? Yeah. Communication should be bringing us closer together and really helping us move forward to the kind of marriage and life that we want. But we know if we want these two things, you know, in our marriage, in our communication style, then we just needed to decide how we could get there. Like, how is this possible? That is when we came up with the concept of the communication switch. So what is, again, just a quick recap, what is the communication switch? And we talked about this last week in episode 45. It's both a switch from your current communication style and methods of communication to a newer, healthier discipline of communication. Instead of our emotions controlling communication, it's we, the couple, who communicates thoughts, ideas, and feelings and control the communication. So we don't yeah. let our, our emotions control it. We control yeah, it. Yeah, the couple stays in the driver's seat, not the conversation and not the emotions, yep. but instead the couple working through the, the conflict. The communication switch is a very real switch that can provide immediate de-escalation and can be flipped by either spouse in the midst of potentially dark conflict to change the direction of the communication from negative to positive. That's why a communication switch that is agreed upon by both spouses is a discipline, something you have to be disciplined to use. It's the predetermined, pre-agreed upon action to ensure that potentially difficult conversation is done at the right place and at the right time and in the right way. Yeah. So when we talk about a communication switch, again, kind of what you just said, Don, it's that mental switch of old forms, negative forms of communication to a new one. So that's the first part. But the second part, it's a literal switch. It's a verbal switch, a word that like you and I chose, Don, that when you bring it up or I bring it up, we'll talk about it more next week, but you flip that switch and then it's like, oh, this could be a highly charged emotional conversation. We're going to do it at a later time and in a controlled environment. Well, again, last week we talked about what the communication switch is. And this week we are going to talk about why the communication switch is so important. Yeah. And last week we introduced Proverbs twelve eighteen, just some incredible wisdom. Here's what it says. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. And I know all of us, those of you listening, Don and myself, we have had words pierce yeah. our hearts, hurt us, cause pain, words that negatively affected us in our childhood, but even in our marriages, in our communication. And it's difficult. It's it painful. But this passage goes on and says, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Oh, yeah. And I think that is incredible. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Why? Because the tongue of the wise, they know what to, how to use their tongue in a way that really encourages, builds each other up, but doing it in a way that brings the couple together. I love this verse because literally it just tells you about the power of the tongue. And I wish I could say that I mastered this like that, you know, (laughs) that my tongue, you know, always brings healing, but it doesn't. I'm human. And I know, Travis, I have said words, you know, that have pierced like swords in the past. And that's not my goal, but there's been time emotion has gotten in the way. But my goal is to have my tongue, you know, bring healing. 
And it's interesting because so often we've kind of described things in life as a double-edged sword. It can be good one way and bad another way. And that's exactly what the tongue is. It's a double-edged sword. It can pierce and hurt, but it can also, you know, bring encouragement and healing. So why use a communication switch? That new way of thinking about communication for your marriage, that new discipline, but also the verbal switch of flipping it in the midst of conflict or emotionally charged communication. Well, here's why it's so important. First of all, communication is the primary bridge to get from the land of disagreement to the land of agreement. Yeah, you have to communicate. You have to. <laughs> you, you can't get from one place right. to another without communicating in marriage. Healthy communication may be the ultimate connection, the ultimate tool between you and your spouse. Why? Again, communication is the primary bridge to get from the land of disagreement to the land of agreement. Mm, it is. And I know here in Minneapolis, Don, bridges are really, really important. We yeah. have lots of rivers around here and lakes. But it's interesting because in Minneapolis, we had a terrible thing. You remember this, Don, a few years back, a major bridge, in fact, a federal interstate national road that went over the Mississippi River, a very large body of water. Interstate 35. Interstate 35 that gets you, you know, from one part of Minneapolis to another, from downtown to the uh, Dinky Town, Northeast Minneapolis area, it literally collapsed. It's crazy. With hundreds yeah. of cars on it, possibly, and hundreds of people, and it fell into the water. And part of why it collapsed was because of it, it was rush hour, and all the cars were stopped on the bridge. The bridge was so old, it had kind of you know become in disrepair, and then it it just collapsed under yep. that weight. And when it fell. It, I think, fell about 50 feet into the water of the river below. And this was terrible because several lives were lost and many people were injured. Right. It was also terrible because this was one of the main ways people could get quickly from one part of Minneapolis, like I mentioned earlier, to another. So why did it collapse? Again, it was old and the traffic had stopped on it. Well, here's the the challenge. It took several years for this vital bridge to be rebuilt. Fortunately, though, in Minneapolis, there are many ways to get from one side of the city to the other without having to use the bridge that collapsed. Yeah, which is good because there's a lot of traffic in Minneapolis. We need to be we need to, it. Yeah, to drive. Like Four million yeah. people, right, in the metro. But it's interesting because there are some small towns or cities where there's only one bridge oh, getting part yeah. of the town, you know, to one front, one side to the other. And and so I've heard of towns where the bridge was no longer in use and they had to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to the other side of the town. Well, that is a lot like communication and conflict in marriage. Just like when you are in a disagreement, so often communication is the bridge, but conflict causes the communication to get stuck like the cars that are on that bridge and no longer flows correctly or in a forward fashion. When that happens, that's a problem because conflict is a weight that presses hard down on the marriage, a weight many marriages can't fully bear. And that's when the marriage starts to crack and crumble, kind of like an old bridge, like yeah. that bridge that we're talking about. It's also a problem because communication is one of the only ways we get from the land of disagreement to the land of agreement, from believing we know what our spouse is thinking and feeling to actually taking the time right. to stop and understanding what is going on inside of them. I know, Travis, there was a time in our marriage when we actually went to go purchase a home and you liked one home. And I liked another home and we had a huge 
disagreement. A big disagreement. And we needed, you know, some help to be able to get through this disagreement. We needed to, you know, resolve this conflict that we had. And we needed a tool to just say, you know what, we need to to decide, you know, we're going to make a decision and we're not going to, you know, destroy our marriage in the process. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have this tool back then. And that was one of the more difficult conversations in our marriage. I know in the Bible, Jesus talks about this, but he once said, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And there's something amazing about not only experiencing peace, but Jesus said we would be people who make peace, people who create peace for ourselves and for others. That is a mind-blowing concept. It really is, think, yeah. Especially when it comes to knowing we have the power to do that in our own marriages. Yeah, that's I, the, the idea of creating peace, making yep. peace is unbelievable. We can build a bridge of communication from to each other, from you to your spouse. That's what we can do. We can build that bridge, a bridge that can handle conflict and keep the communication flowing over the bridge that brings your marriage from disagreement to agreement. It is important to remember, though, that Avoiding conversations or not participating in them, which is something that I tend to, to lean towards, is not the concept of peacemaking. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean that you're making peace. Avoidance or freezing in conflict actually brings more frustration in conflict. It doesn't reduce it. It increases yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're so right, Don. And living in a world of conflict, the land of conflict brings death to your relationship causes much heartache and emotional pain and uh, will ultimately leave you exhausted and empty. That's why you want to leave the land of disagreement to get to the land of agreement in your marriage. Conflict is draining. What do you think, Don? It's it's horrible. And honestly, it steals your joy. It really does. You can be, you know, having a great day and you get in a conflict and literally your emotions change, your mood changes, everything, and you just feel defeated. Definitely. Yeah, the times where we have had conflict, it usually brings for me and you, Don, sadness, a sense of feeling defeated, a wall of separation and a deceptive thought. And this is the part that frustrates me the most that says healthy conflict might not be possible. And I think that's a lie from evil. I think that you and I, Don, and uh, the couples listening, we can all have healthy conflict and to get it out there and, and work through it. Yep. And it's going to get better. We're going to land in the, in the land of agreement. Right. And it's going to be an amazing place. So why do couples need a communication switch? This is the meat of what we're talking yes. about today, isn't it, Don? The first thing is this. It gives your marriage a 360-degree perspective to navigate life yep. together. That communication switch, that mental switch is really yep. just, I mean, it's so, so helpful and healthy. The idea behind it is this. It's way more healthy to maintain two different perspectives and potential differing opinions than it would be for one person in the relationship to dominate the communication or to dominate yeah. all the opinions in the marriage. Couples that learn to respect each other's differing opinions and different perspectives will have a much stronger relationship. And here's why. Let's drill down on that. Each spouse will feel more valued and cared for. And the marriage relationship will likely have a greater level of adaptability and sustainability for all the curveballs that life sends Mm -hmm. your way. And we all know that, man, life can send us curveballs. 
But when each spouse is able to share fully and each of those perspectives and opinions are considered and respected, it's a game changer, isn't it, it is. Don? Yep. It really is. Just because an opinion is different doesn't mean it shouldn't be respected. Yeah. And I think that was something that I struggled with in our marriage uh, earlier on. And just that idea, well, you, your opinion doesn't match mine, right. so I don't respect it because I have all the knowledge or I have all the, you, you know, the right ways of doing things. And I needed to change that. I know even in the beginning, Charles, I was just learning to develop an opinion. You know, I didn't have many opinions or I didn't even know how to communicate them with you. Um, but I know that caused a lot of, you know, conflict because of that. But you had plenty of opinions. <laughs> I did. I did. Part of that is we were just kids. Yeah, you were 19 we were. when uh, we got married. There were so many times, like you mentioned, on early on in our marriage where I didn't listen enough to what you were saying and what you were seeing. And I think that's so crucial, so important. There are things you're going to see I'm not going to. So it took me a long time to realize how Don, crazy, intelligent, insightful of a person you are with perspectives of things that I would just never catch or see in circumstances or, you know, difficult situations. And really, I think one of the biggest things that couples miss out on, and I was, is just opportunities, Don, that you would see specifically with relationships. I remember often you'd be like, boy, that might be a good person to become really good friends with. Or, you know, you would talk about uh, our relationship or, you know, just different things that we could do to improve ourselves. And I would miss those things. There were things you were thinking of that never occurred to me. I was so verbal and so opinionated. <laughs> you were. I, I, I mean, you're not the I same was. person now, but you definitely were very I, opinionated. I didn't realize that you had an opinion. And then when you finally started expressing your opinion, like you mentioned a second ago, about five years into our marriage, <laughs> I didn't realize how developed and thoughtful your opinions were. And, and I now fully know that we can't live a successful married life, Don, without your insight, communication, and opinions. I'm just being super vulnerable. Right. I know you know that I am. But again, it, it's just driving home that point. It gives your marriage a 360 degree perspective to navigate life together, right. to have that communication switch, that mental switch right. of, of a disciplined way of communication, of really hearing your spouse out. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment and for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. So why do couples need a communication switch? The second reason is this. It's an important change in your belief of how you view communication from feeling negative due to conflict to being positive and needed due to the possibility of resolutions. I know many couple, couples grew up watching their parents fight all the time and they observed their parents' super unhealthy communication. I know that's kind of what I saw growing up. And the, the concept of conflict to me was extremely negative and I did not want to have conflict with you or, you know, in marriage. Believing that conflict is negative is actually oh, heavy baggage heavy to bring baggage. into your own marriage and even heavier baggage to carry through your married life into your own marriage. Why? If you don't switch your view of communication, then you will never fully achieve marriage unity. 
resolution in difficult areas of your marriage and even fully understand who your spouse really is as a person, the person you wanted to live with the rest of your life. I mean, Charles, I want to know you. I want to know your opinions. I yeah. want to know, you know, what you, your concerns. I want to know that. But when I embrace the communication switch, I'm saying this. I'm saying I need healthy communication and healthy conflict in my marriage, and I will be disciplined in how I choose to communicate when I communicate and how I listen to my spouse as they communicate. Yeah. And Don, th- this is just a huge, important piece of what we're talking about in the communication switch to be able to say those words that, you know, you fully embrace. I need healthy communication and yeah. healthy conflict in my marriage. So many of us, I- I'm included at times, you know, want to go the unhealthy route yeah. or we want to run the other direction, whatever it is, but to say, no, I need this. This is awkward and painful and uncomfortable right now, but I need it. It's actually just really changing our view from communication being negative to realizing it's literally the lifeblood of any relationship. Great point, yeah. So when you embrace the view that communication and healthy conflict in marriage is positive, and you also embrace the communication switch of redirecting a potentially emotional conversation, it will build positive communication momentum for you and your spouse. You will get some huge communication wins under your belt. We all need those wins. We need wins. And you'll have resolved some of your serious conflicts, maybe that you haven't been able to resolve in the past. I love what John C. Broger says. He says, many conflicts in a marriage result from living to please self instead of living to please the Lord. These conflicts can be resolved and are actually opportunities for spiritual growth when dealt with in a biblical manner. Yeah, and what he's really talking about is conflict can be a very positive yep. thing. It can kind of unearth spiritual growth areas that we need. And we need some of these conflicts in our marriage to be able to become the people, uh, husband and wife, that we need to be. So again, we're asking this question. We're trying to answer it. Why do couples need a communication switch? Why is it so important? You know, the communication switch, whether it's mentally switching to that new discipline of communication or it's that verbal switch that we're talking about, Here's why couples who are strategic and intentional, not just with communication, but also with how they communicate are couples that will find a deeper level of fulfillment and joy yeah. in their marriage relationship. Mm. They're just going to be happier. They will be, yeah. They're just going to have more fun in life. And it, it makes all the difference. It's nearly impossible to feel satisfied and joyful in your marriage when your marriage and the communication in your marriage is difficult oh, and destructive. It's horrible. It's not a good feeling to it's, not be on the same page. It makes you want to puke. It does. It's impossible to feel that way, you know, joyful when your marriage has hit a communication roadblock or the bridge of communication has completely collapsed, yeah. like that freeway yeah. that we talked about and cars couldn't go back over. Like, it's a horrible feeling. Joy is erased when things like that happens. And that is why it's so important to use a communication switch as an immediate tool for your marriage in the moment of conflict, but also as a way to switch how you view conflict, a whole new paradigm of thinking about communication. So the land of agreement and unity in marriage, it's not a perfect place. We're not trying to say that you're going to use the communication switch and everything is going to be perfect. No, not at all. But what we are trying to say, it's a pretty darn joyful and fulfilling place. It's a great place. Uh, There's a quote by Zig Ziglar. Here's what he said. Many marriages would be better if the husband and wife clearly understood that they're on the same side. I love that, Travis, because when you're on the same side, you're just all around. For one thing, you're joyful. But man, you can accomplish way more together 
than you can alone. You totally can. And I mean, you and I, Don, we remind each other that yeah. often in our communication, you know, when one of us feels like we're getting tense, we yeah. look at each other in the eyes and we're like, I'm on your team. Yeah. We're on the you, same team. You definitely say that to me. I appreciate that because it's good. It's a good reminder. Like you're not my enemy. You're not opposing me. Yeah. You're for me. We're on the same team. We're running the ball down the field. The key here is strategic and intentional communication. And so we're going to dive into this more next week as well. But it just puts you in the driver's seat of your own life together. When couples aren't strategic or intentional with communication, here's what I think of it, Don. It's kind of like flipping the keys to your car to your five-year-old son and (laughs) asking him to drive you around town while you and your spouse ride in the back seat. Don, that would be horrible. A five-year-old driving us around Uh town and we're sitting in the back seat. But that's exactly what we're talking about. It's also not a place of joy and fulfillment. You could end up anywhere and you would definitely crash. And so being strategic and intentional with our communication is taking the keys back from that five-year-old emotional person inside of us and saying, no way, you're not going to drive at this moment. Um, We're going to change that. That's the communication switch. Yep. And choosing systematically, making sure we have that system in place, but also in that moment. Now, we want to give you a warning, stubbornness, stubbornness. (laughs) And I'm one of the most stubborn people, aren't I, Don? Like, I'm so stubborn. Oh, you're way better than you were. But now you're getting better. Yes, you're. But stubbornness in marriage is one of the greatest roadblocks to allowing communication to flow across the bridge from the land of disagreement to agreement. And we're going to also talk more about that next week. I know know what you, but Travis, I want to live on the side of agreement. Like that's the side that we want to live on. The best place. Yep. So let's do a quick recap. Why do couples need a communication switch? The first one is this. Communication is a primary bridge to get from the land of disagreement to the land of agreement. The second one, it gives your marriage a 360 degree perspective to navigate life together. Thirdly, it's an important change in your belief of how you view communication from feeling negative due to conflict to being positive and needed. And lastly, the fourth thing, couples who are strategic and intentional, not just with communication, but also with how they communicate are couples that will find a deeper level of fulfillment and joy in their marriage relationship. Yeah, I am so excited about the communication switch and that you guys are listening Well, hey, I want to remind you, this was part two of the communication switch. Don't forget, tune back in next week. We're going to be talking about the communication switch, but specifically, we're going to round it out with how does it work and how to implement it in your marriage. We're excited for next week, but we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey, it's been great to have you guys with us. Don't forget, you guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.